What's up, buddy? What's up? Um, nothing much. How was your weekend? Oh, it was good. Watched a lot of football. I also watched the uh, Cormier fight. How was that card? I had work all weekend, so I wasn't able to watch. Uh, the main event was kind of underwhelming. The uh, the fight before it was very good, though. It was uh, Ronaldo Souza and Chris Weidman. Weidman had a you know he was taking he had a, the advantage most of the fight, and at the end, Souza hit him with a big blow. And knocked him down, and then he was gonna ground and pound him, and then he like told the ref, he's like, he's like, should I kill this guy? Cause you're not calling, you're not calling the fight. And then he just throws like two punches, and then the ref calls it. That always blows my mind. Like someone hits a haymaker, and they're just like bodies deadly falling oh. to the ground, like no movement at all. And the guy just like jumps on top and like land two more to the back of that. They're like, all right, now it's time to call it. Yeah, it was it was crazy. I mean, once once he landed that punch, I'm like, it's done. He's, he's out. And then the mm-hmm. ref just doesn't doesn't call yet, but the one the one the thing guy owed the like, ref money. Yeah, the one thing that came like kind of came, you know, jumped out to me was during the Cormier fight and the like Daniel Cormier and Derek Lewis. Cormier uh, won by submission in the second round. It was, I mean, he kind of controlled the whole way. But the one thing that was kind of funny about this fight is you're watching and you're just seeing these two guys. Obviously, the UFC fighters are some of the best athletes in sports. But these two guys, they look like dads. Like, they have dad bods. And I think that makes it better. Like watching. Two oh, I know. I, I loved it. I thought it was awesome. Mm-hmm. But, like, with those two, it's like, it's like you see, this these guys could kill you with their bare hands, but they look like they should be, you know, sitting, you know, next to their pool at a barbecue. <laughs> Flipping burgers for the fans. Yeah. So, as you guys can probably hear, we have we don't have Matthew on the show today. He is out with tonsillitis. And, uh, yeah. hey, you don't want to hear that D voice. He has a really raspy voice right now. He, he's in a lot of pain. So, I gave, I gave him the week off. Yeah. Just give him the week off like the Bears do with Mac. Mm-hmm. We got a lot to talk about. Big show, enough for the two of us to cover. We, we don't need a third. It's okay. Um, My weekend was fine. Worked overnight at the hospital. Same shit, different weekend. But today, I'm playing at the rec. I'm playing basketball at the rec with my friends. And this kid rolls in with a stroller. He brought his kid to the rec. And we're playing we're playing fives up and down the court. This baby's crying the entire game. And just everyone just looked at the baby. No one gave a shit. It was bizarre. bizarre. Baby's got to ruin everything. Babies ruin everything. But the kid dropped 10, so, like, he performed for the kid. Oh, um, I mean, that's all my weekend was. It's been boring school, midterms, shit. Yeah. But big news like we said, bullying was already on a hot seat. Bullying, it's up out of here, it's it's done, killed, out, no more. Bleachers, they're up out of here, no more of them, out of here. We have officially changed the name of this podcast to Skyline Sports. Get it. We're from Chicago. Chicago Skyline looks pretty damn cool. Talk about sports. Skyline, sports. Skyline, sports. It's, it's a good combo. It's like pizza and pop. Good combo. Yeah, I mean, the sky, the sky, it's, it's an awesome name. I, I, I was definitely on board with it. Even though every, every like, 
big city has a skyline, but there's no no other skyline like Chicago. There's none. But here's where here's where it kicks in, Dan. Once we start selling merch and we uh we start up our New York base, you know, this is down the line far. Then we start selling t-shirts with different skylines on them. Boom. Yes. Big money. Big money. Do you think I think Rahm Emanuel might send a season to Sis though? Eh, he's out soon. Fuck him. Yeah. But uh yeah, that's that's the rebrand. I think the name's decent, but I think the logo is fire. I think I did a very good job with the It cover is a good art. logo. I'll, I'm going to pat myself on the back. I'm proud of it. And since we're rebranding this week, we want to do a bit of a state of the address for every, every sports team in the city. So throughout the episode, we're going to go through all five major teams, and we're going to see our opinion, how they're doing, and where to go from here. So from this episode on, the audience, you guys know our opinions, our takes, and where we stand with these teams. But first, before we do that, the Rose that grew from concrete, dropping 50 up in Minnesota. Dan, you're a big D-Rose guy. I'll let you take it. Okay, so this meant the absolute world to be seeing this. D-Rose putting up 50 points, his career high. Never did, never put up a 50-burger with the Bulls. After all the shit the guy went through, you couldn't be more happy for him. It is unbelievable. And he and he looked like I wouldn't say he looked like himself. Like he didn't look like his old self. And like I obviously I didn't watch the game start to finish, but I caught a lot of the highlights and I kind of flipped to it. But he was he was playing like he was playing like I wouldn't say like it was a completely different game, but it was definitely not vintage D Rose. He was playing like he was like that he that he that he has had these injuries before. Because he was he was shooting a lot, he wasn't you know playing above the rim at all. Because I don't think he physically can. But uh, and especially the post game interview, awesome. Oh, the post game interview got me. So really you know got me, me in the feels. If you know me from grammar school, I'm a big D Rose hater. I like to bust his balls, but that was pretty sweet to see. That was it was awesome to see, especially just because you see all these like scenarios in sports where guys just go down the list of injuries and they just can't recover. But the whole league was showing them love. Like, that was – it was pretty damn cool. Yeah. And the thing is, with seeing that, it made me feel awesome. But it made me think about how Derrick Rose needs a victory lap year in Chicago. Guaranteed. Oh, yeah. He, he needs it so bad. I mean, I know the, Bol- the they're doing their rebuild. It's got to be, like, towards the end of their rebuild where they could, like, not, not – obviously not base their whole thing around Derrick But kind of like a bench roll? No, I don't think it should be a bench roll because I think I think it should be one victory. Le- I think it should be ha- – I don't know. The thing is, I don't know what Derrick Rose's career is looking like in the future because he's – I mean, he's still producing. Yeah. And he's still producing, but – and the Bulls want to get their – they want to get their rebuild, you know, going through. I know we're not, we're not on Bulls talk yet, but he, Derrick Rose needs to have a victory lap in Chicago where he plays a full year – and it would put my entire childhood to rest. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah. I like to give Derrick Rose a lot of shit for the person he is off the court, but for this night, I was able to separate the guy in the court and the guy in the courthouse. I was happy for him. So let's, let's just start off our State of the Address, or State of the Union. We'll start out with the Bears. I did not get to watch this game. I work overnights on the weekends, so I was dead tired, and I was like, oh, it's the Bills. doesn't really matter. I slept through it. So 
Tell me how it went, Dan. Give give the listeners a scoop. Jake, you didn't need to watch it to know what you missed. It was it was the Bills and it was the Bears team that we've been able to watch this year. Forty one to nine was our final. Um Mitch looked he looked okay, but the defense was unbelievable. I mean, it helps when you're playing against Nathan Peterman. But some of these throws that Nathan Peterman made were not that bad. A lot of them were dropped. A lot of them were stripped and then picked off. A lot of, you know, a couple of, I don't know if it was one or two fumbles. But I thought the biggest takeaway, other than obviously there was a big plays from, you know, the fumble for Eddie Jackson, the couple picks. But I thought the biggest takeaway from this was Roquan Smith is awesome. He was all over the field. He had 11 tackles, I believe. He had about, I think he had, I think he had, a, yeah, he had the, one of the forced fumbles. And he was, he was all over the place. And then this, this is the defense without Khalil Mack as well. Oh, yeah. On the road without Mack, pretty good. I did watch, like, the highlight reel. And what I love about this defense is they're not just satisfied with getting the fumble. They're not just satisfied getting the pick. They're fucking making house calls. Yeah. They're going to the other end zone. Like, the whole team is down the field blocking. They want to get to the house, and I love that in the defense. Uh, Jordan Howard had a great game on the ground. He had two touchdowns. Um, but it was – the offense was – I mean, they ran well. It, it was it was fine. But I, obviously the biggest, biggest plays of the game came from the defense. And Roquan Smith, I think he's going to be great, especially watching him this week. Uh-huh. Next week, Lions – Lions look like shit against the Vikings. Yeah. But NFL stupid. You never know. Mm-hmm. But at home against the Lions, I think I'm, I'm very confident in that game. As am I. Jake, what do you what do you think is – because obviously now the Bears get their next three games against the NFC North. What, what do you think is going to happen? Uh, it's definitely nut up or shut up time. Mm-hmm. I think we win at home against the Lions – Put us at six and three, and the Vikings have a bye this week. So, if we get the win, we expand our lead on the NFC North by half a game, and then we we're going to Minnesota, correct? Um, no, we're at home. Are we at home? Yes, I, I think yeah. that really is a big difference. If we were at Minnesota, it got flexed to Sunday night. I'm just gonna double check because I think that makes a huge difference in this no, game. No, it is huge because coming out of a bye at home. It is at the Bears. Yeah, that's what, I, I, thought it was at, that's what I thought I thought earlier on. It was. So, I do think the Bears will win that game, and then I'll, they're going to ride that momentum into Detroit and win the next three. So, I do think this is a big hot streak coming for the Bears. Yeah, I think the problem is I think the most important game is the one against the Vikings. I would be, I would be satisfied if we could split with the Lions and take that one at home against the Vikings. Yeah. If, I would be more concerned if we won both against the Lions and lost against the Vikings. Yeah, you, you gotta you gotta go two out of three. Like if you're gonna lose yeah. the Vikings, you gotta beat the Lions both times. But I I would say I would I think two and th- two and one with a win against Minnesota is a lot more important than two and one with those two wins over the Lions and a loss to Minnesota. Yeah. And then, well, and then we face the Giants after that stretch. And that's a win. Yeah. They're putrid. Um, which I don't fucking understand how. You have the best receiver in football. You have a top five running back in football. Like, figure it out. Oh, I know. It's, I mean, well, 
they're they're just a dumpster fire, but it's it feels very good to be at the midpoint of the season and then looking ahead. Uh it it's a good feeling knowing you control your own destiny. Mm-hmm. And sh- um I have to give Ryan Pace a text, my good friend. But Bruce Irvin just cleared waivers and defensive end from the Raiders. I think we'd only have to pay him like three point four million the rest of the year, but that's a fucking another pass rusher to add to this team. And that defense gets unbelievable scary if you add Bruce Irvin to that line. Yeah. I mean, did you watch that Thursday night game with the, the Raiders and the Niners? Oh, that was disgusting. That was bad. It was gross. I mean, we said it like like a month or two ago where you asked about John Gruden's contract. How long is he going to be with this fucking team, though? I have no clue. <laughs> That's it. Are they moving to Vegas next year or in two years? Next year is their first year in Vegas. Next year is their fuck. Um, uh, that's a lot of money to eat. They're not eating that much money. I know. They they really dug themselves into a shitter. Yeah, I have no clue. That team fucking stinks. Horrible. They're, they're the worst team in football. Khalil Mack has the same amount of sacks the last two weeks as the whole Raider team. And Khalil Mack has not played a single snap. Mm-hmm. Jeez and then Christ. fucking the, the first drive as a cowboy, Mari Cooper touchdown. Yeah. Fucking Gruen doing a great job. The whole team, it's a mess. That's a mess. Um, and just when you thought like two years ago, like when they were good and then Derek Carr blew out his knee, you were like, okay, the future Raiders are going to be something. Yeah. But no, uh, they're just the same old Raiders. They stink. Who else stinks? Cardinals stink. A lot of teams stink. Giants what? stink. There's a lot of good teams in the NFL, too. I don't know if you knew that. Yeah, there is. A lot of good teams. But, uh, yeah, that wraps up football talk. Unless you got anything else to add? Um, well, obviously, Saints beat the Rams. Um, Patriot, the Patriots take beating the Packers, and now the Packers are 3-4. and four. Yeah, they're not a good football team. They are not. They are not a good football team. They are just Aaron Rodgers, and that's it. But they got their Rams and their Patriots part of the schedule over with. Yeah. Which, which I do think, obviously, those two are two tough teams to play, and we've only played the Patriots. So, Rams, yeah. I don't know if we're at that level yet to beat the Rams. Mm-hmm. But we'll see. But yeah. That, we'll transition that into Bulls talking. You're talking about the Bulls rebuild. As a Bulls fan, how do you feel about this rebuild so far? Um, Just wait and see. That's pretty much that's the best way to put it. Um, it sucks watching really bad basketball, watching, you know, the Bulls give up 140 points a night. It kind of sucks, but sit through it. NBA rebuilds suck. They're really bad. Cause and cause the difference between like an NBA and baseball rebuild is that in baseball rebuilds, you get to see like these guys in the minors tearing yeah. up the ball. Whereas basketball, you're the the next the next guy of your organization could be playing, you know, as a junior in high school. That is nuts. Ooh, did you see that that shit about the G League starting to get kids out of high school? Yeah, yeah, that's. Do you like that or no? Because I love it. I, I love the thing is, because I'm a I'm a college basketball fan, and that's gonna that's gonna make the game that's gonna make college worse. Yeah, I guess it will, but. But I mean, it's it's gonna be. I mean, why wouldn't you go to the G League if you're just gonna get paid? Well, some of these guys like need the money. They, yeah, they, they do. got I families mean, that's, already. That's true. I mean, I 
the NCAA, uh, I, I don't want to get into that talk, but the the G League will like because I love college basketball, but I and I think taking like some of these elite players out of the game would make make it a lot less exciting. Yeah, but I think it's better better for the players. Probably not great for the viewer, but yeah. I mean, are they gonna tell? Are they like? How's it gonna like? How's it gonna be? Te- is it gonna be televised? Like, I don't know the. Anything. You got it. Like, you got to televise those games. Like, fucking uh, AAU Lamelo Ball versus Zion Williamson had like two hundred thousand streamers on YouTube and like a fucking packed gym. Like, there is an audience for these top high school talents. At yeah. This level. Like people that's, are going to watch it. That's true, but I don't I mean, care if it's the Windy City Bulls versus the Albuquerque Cardinals or something. I don't know. Like people are gonna watch these top talent players. Yeah, for sure. But I, I love I love college ball. I love the tournament. And that's taking these some of these players out. Like if you would have told me like if Zion Williamson, like if this happened like last year, Zion Williamson just doesn't go play for Duke, it would I think it would make the tournament and the whole like season. Like the ACC tournament, like all the all the conference tournaments just make it uh worse. Yeah. But it does help these mid level schools, like not mid level but I guess definitely helps them too. But the schools like Wisconsin, oh, great time to be a Wisconsin fan if this goes in. So we're going to get the white guys that stay four years anyways. It doesn't affect us. Oh, yeah, Marquette gets, gets the guys that stay four years. That helps. It helps guys like us. NIU, too, they tip off today versus Rockford. We're going to kick the shit out of them. But our basketball team in Northern, we stink. We're bad. Mm-hmm. Our fucking star player suspended today because he stole something from Walmart. <laughs> great. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> First, he stole something from Walmart, and then he egged a girl. He just threw an egg at her. Just he one char- egg? Yeah, he got charged with battery. I, get, I mean, it's an egg. I mean, come on. Don't yeah, be a I baby. Know. It's an egg. Just hop in the shower. So yeah. He got suspended for, like, a game. For, wait, for the egg or for the Walmart? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I feel like it should be more than one game. Yeah, I think those Either are two. Way. Those are two different offenses. Like, you're helping him by not playing him against Rockford. Like, he doesn't give a shit against Rockford. Like, he wants to sit on the bench. Well, he should just keep doing that for games that don't mean shit. Oh, no. All these games mean shit for us. We're very bad. We finished below 500. I think we're, like, second to last in the MAC. Marquette will be good this year, though. That's that's a Hopefully. statement of fact. Hopefully. I'd like to get up for a Marquette game. Yeah. But, uh... <laughs> Fuck, what was I going to talk about? I have no clue. Our basketball sucks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When this releases today, Wednesday, Maction, we're hosting Toledo. Look look for me, shirtless in the, in the golden bleachers. We're going to be – it's going to be a cold one, but the dog pound is going to show up. So you going, in, you're going shirtless? Oh, yeah. You paint your chest? I'm not going to paint my chest. I'm going to paint a shirt – or not a shirt, uh, a sign that says at Skyline Sport Pod, which is now the Twitter handle, Skyline Sport Pod. Oh, that's and then yeah. Try to get some eyes. Yeah. ESPN two seven o'clock. I mean, actually, you'll stand out more with your pale ass body. Oh yeah, I'm. I am. It's weird. I don't feel ashamed of my body because I'm not that overweight, but at the same time, I'm not proud to have my shirt off. Yeah. Like I have enough belly where it's like, ugh, but it's not enough to where it's like a turn off. <laughs> Which is like kind of like worry about like as long as a girl doesn't look at me, she doesn't go, ugh. Then, yeah. I, then I'm okay with it. Ugh. When we go up, we went off the rails. We literally started out with the Bulls. Hey, hey we're bringing it back in. Um, are we, yeah, I'm. I like I like the Bulls. 
Wendell Carter looks really di- really fucking good. Yeah. I mean, he's he's a great defender. He's he was av- I don't know if it's still there, but he's averaging almost two blocks a game. Ah. Yeah, he's pretty damn good, and I like the pick. I would have liked them. See, I would have liked that to see them draft Michael Porter Jr. And be like, hey, we're gonna suck again, but if this guy hits. He's the best player of the draft. Because you need you need that top five talent to win an NBA championship when there's not a team like the Warriors mm-hmm. and Michael Porter Jr.'s that one the Cutter's not. Then again, they took the safe bet. The guy's playing out, so I can't hate it. They definitely have a plan. Yeah, they de- they definitely have a plan, and I think with Michael Porter Jr., there's still that huge risk. And I, I like when the draft happened, I was like all in on Porter. And then when I see him drop to the Nuggets, I'm like, oh, there must have been something. Because if all all these other teams are passing on him, the Bulls are probably smart too. Next year, if Porter's healthy, the Nuggets are gonna fuck. They're nine and one right now. They're good. Yeah. They are a very good basketball team. Now they're gonna get run over against the Warriors in the playoffs. Yeah. But I mean, that's everybody knows what's gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, they're literally the Warriors aren't even trying this year. They're it's they're playing with their food basically like they're a little kid just playing with yeah, their food. Oh yeah, really sick. Like we might lose this game to the Bucks. Who gives a shit? Like we're gonna win anyway. Like I don't. Oh. We don't care for the six seed. We don't care if we win forty five games. We are going to beat everybody in the playoffs. Yeah, it's disgusting. We are better and we know it. Um, anything else on the Bulls? No, Zach Levine's great though. Zach Levine has been on a fucking tear. Yeah, he might um, actually, he actually might be an all star this year. Hot take: I think I said this at the beginning of the basketball season. I do think the Raptors are going to represent the East, and I still think that the Raptors are very good. They are good. I think they'll end up beating the Celtics in the conference finals. Philly not looking great. Ben Simmons think, will not. I think the East will be interesting though. It'll, it is interesting now that LeBron's not there. Yeah, that's 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 why. <laughs> yeah. And then the West, the West will be fun till it's like it, whoever's not playing the Warriors. The rest of those series will be pretty damn fun to watch. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, that's Bulls talk then. Yeah, we can move on to Hawks. Quinlan got fired today. Quinlan. We had so this, we're not sure yet. As of now, the Hawks, the Hawks. Um, well, I can't think. The Hawks interview with my friend has not been recorded yet. His phone broke, so we don't know if it's getting put into this episode. Or next week's, but you're going to get a Hawks interview on the update of that team. Because me and Danny are not big hockey guys. We're not going to bullshit you. But firing Q, big news. Not great. Yeah, I mean, obviously one is three cups. It sucks seeing him go. Um, again, I, I don't know enough about hockey to know. But everybody that I've talked to is very mad about this. Like, all the hockey people are very mad about this. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I saw a single – I only saw one – person like tweet out i stand with bowman so he got ratioed that's kind of a play play on words i stand with bowman what do you mean stan bowman hey i think it i'm slow i'm tired um so that's i guess that's hawk talk yeah i mean they've been they just been losing a lot that's that's, they started out hot i guess they've cooled down sure yeah um nothing else really on that if if the interview's there, I'm gonna stick it at the end of this episode. If it's not, you'll see it next week. We don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. No one knows. But here's the meat and potatoes. Here's what we know the most about baseball. Baseball offseason is here. 
and in my opinion, is one of the best times of the year, baseball offseason. Just because you get you get to hype yourself up. Oh, I'm get, we're getting this guy. Or this is going to happen. Like, we're going to be fucking stacked for next year, and we're going to win a title next year. And, of course, the big dogs in this free agency, Harper Machado. Do you, Are you scared about, like, all those reports saying the Cubs don't want to spend a lot of money on those guys? Yeah, I mean, a little bit. I, I can see, like, why? Because we gotta, we still, we do have to move a lot off the books if we really want these, if either of them. Uh huh. I, I, I do, I do have concerns. Like right now, if you told me, like, gun to head, if, if are the Cubs gonna get either of them, I'd say no. Yeah, I disagree. Like I saw that, but then I saw a fucking article today coming out. <clears throat> Sorry, I saw an article coming out today that Theo said, "No, I have no limitations on my spending. I have a blank check." Like, there's no – I've not been told anything where I can't exceed a certain number. Like, we're good to go. Yeah, but that might just be Theo, play, like, playing the playing the scene. It could be, but I don't know. What I would like them to do is, like, trade Hayward and Hap, get all that money off, and be like, hey, give us, like, some mid-level, mid-level reliever. Like, we don't really give a shit, but we just want to get this money off. Because if Bryce is on this team, that's a guaranteed 30 home runs, especially in this lineup. I know, but Jake, how are you going to trade Jason Hayward? By just like by giving them, by, by like Ian what, No, nobody's nobody's. I mean, how much are we going to have to eat the, of that contract? Because forty percent. No, no way. No, if we're no way. Someone, no way. A team pays Jason Hayward sixty percent of his contract. But if we if we package a young player, I think someone would. No, I guarantee they wouldn't. I agree to disagree. 60% of his contract? That's only if we pair up a young a young prospect. If we if we just give them well, Hayward, then, we're paying eighty percent. Because I I'm saying I think Hayward is literally worth maybe twenty percent of his deal. Uh huh. So if you if you're saying that would mean you're paying the prospect his other forty percent if you want that. Yeah. So no, they're not going to take that. Oh well, the Cubs but, are going to have to eat so much more of that contract to even make it happen, and I I don't think they're willing to do that. I'm still very optimistic about getting Harper, which I did a very good job this entire year. Like beginning of the year, I told myself we don't need them. We have these guys. We don't need Harper. We don't need Machado. We have these studs. Whole season, I did a great job of controlling my my angst, and then the second we got eliminated, it's like, oh no, buddy, come on, come here. Oh, I mean, Jake, I would love to have him, but we have to be able to sign him to get him. I agree. Money is a big issue. But if, say, he signs for the projected thing is 11 years, $330 million, $30 million on average, by year 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 of that deal, is $30 million really that much for a, a top-level talent? Like, I don't think it would be. Well, like, will, he be, will he be a top-level talent by that time? Years 8, 9, 10, 11, he'll be 34, 35, 36, 37. So, like, you won't be too old. Yeah, I guess that's not – yeah, that's not terribly old. It's but, fucking nuts I mean, that he's 26. He's about to get a decade-long deal. Yeah. <laughs> Which, of course, even has opt-outs in it. So, if he thinks that $30 million at that point is not a, his value, then he can just opt out and do this shit again. Yeah. But uh, – we are both Cubs fans, and I told myself I'm going to try to be impartial because we said Skyline Sports. And in, in, the, in the city, a team called the White Sox do play here. I don't know if you know this is true, Dan, 
Did you know that? Yeah, they do. Wait, Jake, do I want me to see if I can just get, get Prince on real quick? Yeah. Well, I you just holler him up. I'll be back real, real quick. Okay, and while you go, I'll talk. This is weird. Hey, howdy. How you doing? Just me. It'll be it'll be a quick second. All right. So, guys, it's just me. Um, yeah, I'll give you my socks take. Chris, you want to come on the podcast for a minute and talk about the socks? All right. Oh boy, here he comes. This this guy's a madman. He is also a gambling addict, and when he loses bets, he gets violent. He's a ferocious. All right, he's coming on. Oh, here he is. He's he's coming upstairs right now. Right now. What what about Jake? Give us your state of the union on the White Sox, Matt. White Sox are fine. White Sox are. Uh... White Sox are going to win 81 games next year. The pitching, I mean, we're going to sign Harper and Machado. No, oh, you're, you're going to get both. <laughs> no, we're probably not going to get either. <clears throat> we're going to make, we're going to make at least efforts to get one or both. Probably not going to get either. It'd be, a, I would think we're, it's much more likely we get Machado than Harper, but Harper would be my, who I would rather see come to the South side. But I think we do sign some some pitcher, whether it be Corbin Keuchel or, I guess they're listening to Kluber trades. Um, Craig Kimbrell's on the market. There's there's the the White Sox are going to have to do something, is especially with uh, Cope, the Kopech injury. Oh, it hurts. But the pitching staff is not bad. If you go through it, it's not it's a solid pitching staff. It ju- it just is. Uh, Rodon, Raylo, um, oh yeah, Raylo is Ronaldo Lopez. We're uh, stud. He's a good pitcher. Um, and and I think we're gonna and Cease is gonna be coming up. I think Cease comes up by mid July, and he's he's been looking good. And uh, got rid of Shields, which is that's a lot of money. Fucking huge. Yeah, you was. What was that? I was just saying, he was a big innings eater. Like, he does seem like a good role model for those younger pitchers, but he's yeah, been there he, for a couple he, years with the young guys, so I think they've learned their lesson. He's, it's time for him to go. He, yeah, it was, it was enough. The, he, he, he destroys innings, and uh, he was a decent enough role model to have some sort of veteran presence, but at this point, it's not even – it's not even – it's totally not worth the money, and it's certainly not worth the headache. Um, <clears throat> but that deal was uh, – that deal was brutal, but that's over. We're going to have <clears throat> people coming up from the minors in the terms of pitching. And then outfield is uh, – we need we need some help out there. Middle infield is going to have to come into their own next year. Before the season, I said – before last season started, I said that Anderson had to prove himself to be on the team. And uh, I think he did it in 2018. He didn't do it exactly how I would have thought, but he was a 2020 guy. Um, made more in probably 20 years too, but, um, Mankata and uh, Anderson up the middle is not, is going to be 10, 10, 10 years. You're going to be watching that on the South side. So they, they're going to have to figure it out next year. And then a Bray use, um, up after that next year. So, uh, it's, we got one, I think we're going to maybe, uh, uh, 80 wins next year, hopefully 80 wins next year. And then after that, the windows the windows open, completely open. 
what's the percent chance you think you get either Machado or Harper? I think Machado's more on the table than Harper. I, I think I think the White Sox would sign Machado before they'd sign Harper. Um, no, but I'm saying, like, what percent do you give them to sign either? Uh, 15 to 20 percent. That's reasonable. My fear is if Machado goes to the south side, he's just going to gain a ton of weight and, like, not give a shit now that he got his money. Well, I think if Machado that, – that's a possibility. But I think if Machado and Ricky, who – it came out today, I was just reading that the Sox signed Ricky to an extension and just didn't tell anyone about it. Um, they signed it a while ago and just didn't tell anyone about it. Machado, Machado and Ricky would probably – one of them would be gone by the All-Star break. There's, they just literally will not work out well together. Why do you say that? They might not. It wouldn't be that quickly. But Machado, everything that he's done, I mean, the, his comments about I will never hustle. Ricky <laughs> sits people for not hustling. He sits Avi in, in spring training games if he doesn't hustle down the line. That's how Jake Berger got injured. I personally am not huge on the uh, on the philosophy in the first place with the bench guy for for not running it out. Um, before he got before he got suspended, um, Wellington Castile was sat two different times for not running out pop ups or ground balls. Um, so he sat out Abby before for it. He doesn't put up with any of the with uh, with anyone not playing hard. And Machado is very vocal about the fact that he just doesn't do it. So if he does come to the south side, there's going to be some. A definite clash between. It's gonna be goodbye, Ricky, if Machado doesn't like him. Cause, sorry, Ricky, but uh, that probably Machado would be the best player in Sox history, like hitter wise, since like Frank Thomas. Yeah, probably. I mean, probably, probably one of the better, and and obviously Thomas, um, DH and a little and a little first, but yeah, I mean Machado all around is probably. A better position player. He's got more tools than Frank Thomas did. So, uh, but nobody, nobody was the like the hitter that Frank Thomas was. No, no, absolutely yeah. not. But he had more tools on him. So, I mean, I, I think that yeah, it would be funny to see Machado and Ricky. It would, it would almost be a sitcom. It would actually, it would be Machado and Ricky would be at each other's throats, and Machado probably couldn't give a shit. And then Ricky will just be super, super pissed, but he won't be able to keep him out of the lineup. And then if Ricky tries to pull him out of games for not hustling, there will be a, a fucking target on Ricky's head the entire season. Yeah. How yeah. how long if if the Sox do if they the small chance they do sign Machado, how long does it take for the for a clip to come out of just Ricky and Machado just heating at each other? No, I, I would think it would be Ricky screaming or maybe not screaming, oh, no, not saying something yeah. very angrily to Machado. Machado just kind of looking at him, just shaking his head. Like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, just putting on his fucking glove. Your, your boss just gave me <laughs> all that money. Yeah, that would be – that's a thing. And at least Harper – Harper would probably – well, yeah, um, Harper's not Hispanic, but he would probably fit into the team better than Machado would based on how uh, – just based on how Ricky's been making everyone play. And I think that when you got a bunch of young kids, you try to make them all hustle every ball out and play, you know, hard-nosed baseball. And that's kind of what they're trying to get going on the south side. And then they got they bring in Machado. It would be an interesting dynamic. Um, I'd rather see Harper, but it's more likely that we get Machado. Maybe 10% on Machado, 5% on Harper. 
for 15% or something along yeah. those lines. Yeah, that's that sounds fair. Especially because the Sox had the money to do it. That's the thing. That's, a, that's the biggest. And Machado is such a – he was saying that he's just going to go to whoever paid him the most Machado went to fucking San Diego or, like, Toronto. He doesn't give a shit about winning. It's about the dollar and cents. That's all that matters. I know, but I, don't, I think the White Sox are in a position where they would – Give him the most they money. Would, they would give him the most money. Well, it's time for Rick Hahn to put his nuts on the table and say, hey, we're the fucking big boys. We're in the third biggest market in the country. Like, we have money. Like, he has to show it. Even if they don't get him, like, at least be like, even if you're second place to both of them, it shows like, hey, we're not fucking around. We're here to win. Well, what do you think about the whole deal with him being so adamant about playing shortstop? Because shortstop's locked up for the White Sox. He's a fucking drama I mean, queen. I don't like, yeah, I mean, you'll have to rotate, like, Mankata to third and Anderson to second to, like, Machado play shortstop, even though he's a phenomenal third baseman and he's an average shortstop. Well, I, I think the stipulation is if, if Machado is willing to sign for the White Sox, it means he's probably willing to play third base. That's the thing. Um, and I don't think Machado is, like we said, he, he doesn't give a shit about anything except money, so I don't think he would be upset with the uh, – he probably wouldn't care if they just give him three hundred million and say you're playing third base. He'd, find, he'd say okay. Okay. Yeah. That's what blows my mind. He's a Gold Glove caliber third baseman, and then just like a below average shortstop. Yeah, it's it's. I don't get it. He's got he's got some some something, just a fucking ego or something that is. Well, he's a, he's I, a very, I gotta I gotta be careful in case he does come to the south side, so this soundbite doesn't get get replayed. <laughs> do, do you think I'm gonna put in that effort to sound clip this? No, I think Dan will when we're when we're just hammered at two o'clock and I'm screaming about how Machado went to the south side and Dan would just pull it up and put it on his speaker. Yeah, that's that's probably what would happen. You said three months ago that <laughs> he, you, said he got me. He's though. a punk. <laughs> oh, and that's that'd be that's the other thing. I was actually thinking about this today. How awesome it would be to just be able to embrace Manny Machado with all the shit he's done. The the South Side would love it. Oh, turn straight. I would, yeah, I would literally, I'd be posting highlights of him stepping on people's ankles, like <laughs> as if they were like actual highlights. The South Side would love to turn full heel and just be the bad boys of the city. Yeah, it would be just just screaming for Machado and just just get. I think the I think the city would get behind him. Oh, or the Sox fan base would get behind him in a heartbeat. Machado yeah. would. Machado would step into the box his first time at the G spot, and you would just hear people yelling from the 500 section, like, take his Achilles! <laughs> yeah, whoever they're playing. Hey, watch out, Rizzo! He's coming for you next! <laughs> uh, but, I don't know. It's going to be tough. I wouldn't mind seeing us go after Arenado next year, either, um, is the other thing that I wouldn't be so upset about if they miss I'd, out. I'd be cautious with that. His road splits are so weird. Like he's obviously everyone's a better hitter at cores, but Cores, yeah, he's a big difference. Yeah, the the cell is uh, G spot is a hitter's ballpark, though. It is. Um, yeah. So I, I I mean, we'll see. It'll be a fun off season at least. Both teams Aaron, have shit to Aaron do. Aronado's a psychopath. Yeah, I mean we can got, we can use a psycho. Yeah, I mean the thing like with Machado, like Machado's a punk who doesn't give a shit. Arenado's the extreme on the other end. Oh, Aaron, Arenado, if he strikes out, he's banging it bad into the Gatorade bottle. And give, then... give me the psycho every day over the lazy oh, yeah. asshole that doesn't psycho. care. Yeah, yeah, you want, you, like, want, fuck, you, want Scherzer, you want Scherzer, who you have to literally get off the mound with a 
bulldozer. Or Big Z taking a bat to the goddamn Gatorade machine in the dugout. Like, I'd rather have that than Manny just making air it short and then chewing his gum, blowing bubbles. Yeah, almost a Hall of Famer. <laughs> yeah. Carl Sombrano taking off his belt during the Derek Lee fight. And he's about to whip somebody with it. I think everyone just needs the free agent market to not wait until January to get Oh, if it's like last year where it's getting into spring training, I might have a heart attack. It would be the worst. Oh, my God. That's And, and that's the, the, the worst part about it is that's what the players, the players association is going to bitch about during the uh, collective bargaining agreements that are going to be coming up in, in two years. And I'm right when the Sox window should be opening up, they're going to be Real pose for a nice strike. Oh, they're gonna get striked out again of another world You're gonna, series. It's gonna be they, the most stressful. They they strike a whole season with the Sox. Literally just put it together. What year was it? They did it. They last time they did it with, with the Sox. Where it's supposed to have like early nineties. I like, think it was ninety five. Right? Might have been. I, I, I don't know. I'm gonna look it, it up. Exactly yeah. the year. But yeah, that's that's another. Yeah, we got we got our Sox talk in for sure. Yeah, that'll be that the the, the fucking strike in two years. Ninety four, ninety five. Yeah, ninety four, ninety five. Um, Prisky, uh, tell me yeah. a, a bad bet you've had lately. Basketball, football, anything. Um, I had the the Colts under two weeks ago. The first half under twenty one and a half. It was twenty one the entire. I mean, it wasn't even close. It was twenty one the last like six minutes. They fought the, the fucking Colts was were up twenty one nothing. No scoring. I forget who they were playing. They fucking come out and hit a 55-yarder to end the half as time ran down. And I start Ooh. freaking out. I'm home with my family. They're all looking at me. They're like, Matt, it's, it's only the first half. You got the entire other half. I'm like, no, I bet the first half. And then my family's like, you're betting first half unders, Matt? And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> you need some I'm help. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so the that best. That's the best at home betting. And, like, your mom looks at you like, Jesus Christ, Julie, are you all right? Yeah, you can't. I can't, I can't put in bets. Or actually, there was one time where, um, the during March Madness, where it was a Seton Hall Kansas game, and I took uh, Kansas. Uh, I think it was like minus eight and a half or something like that. Like, Kansas was favorites, obviously, and then Seton Hall hits a garbage time three at the end that didn't mean anything to fuck up the spread, and I think it fucked up the over under. I didn't take the over under, but I, as I saw that, I literally just like put my hand over my mouth just so I couldn't yell out about my bet oh because i'm sitting there right next to my dad that's the best if you're at like a restaurant or bar and you you see some like bullshit cover a really bad i was sitting beat. at a restaurant a restaurant or like bar and there's a real bad beat on the tv it's kind of quiet you just hear the one guy in the corner Fuck! and you know like oh man that guy's lost a lot of money check the clock his foot was on the line <laughs> yeah and, and then just... nobody's nobody's gonna check anything because it didn't mean anything uh, yeah Thanks you very much, Matthew, for coming out for Sox Talk. Yeah, he's he, he just left, but oh. he, I'll, I'll I'll say thank Thanks, you for him. Um, like we said for the Cubs, though, Theo came out. He has no limits. I don't like them doing that Cole Hamels $20 million buy-in. That's a lot of money. Like I'd rather use that money toward DJ, DJ LeMayhew. But what you got to do now? Oh, well, mm. can't do anything now. Nothing. Um, I, the starters are pretty good if we can get the same Cole Hamels as last year. Um, then I'll be very happy with that starting rotation as long as you Darvish can get goddamn healthy. And this lineup without Chili Davis, I just want to see what happens. Because the players are there. It's just about results. Yeah. I mean, obviously, we. I mean, what do you what, what do you expect from Hamels this year? 
Um, a toned down version of what happened when he just came to the Cubs. Like yeah, he's not going one point eight ERA the whole year. Like you'll probably no, that's, be around that's not gonna happen. Two eight, two nine, three. But as long as he can eat innings like a James Shields would, like I'm fine yeah. with that. Which is this is a stupid take and people are gonna make fun of me. I would have been a okay if the Cubs signed James Shields like a one year deal and be our fifth starter. He's like, hey, eat innings, leave the bullpen, like. Just would have been better there. than would have been better than Tyler Chatwood. Oh yeah, Tyler Chatwood. If you can get his shit together, that'd be nice. But I'm not betting on it. And no. he, don't, they, we don't even have a spot for him anymore, which pisses me off. No, I mean now he's just sitting sitting in the bullpen. Unless we want to do a six man rotation, but I don't. They're know. not. They're not going to do a six. They're not going to do a six man rotation with the amount of money that they're paying Hamels and Darvish. I agree. And, but and obviously, you're, obviously you're paying Tyler Chatwood a boatload, but. He's just gonna hurt the team if you're if you're putting out a six man rotation. Yeah. Oh well. Other roster moves we uh, let go of Terrence Gore, the mm-hmm. the fast black, the greatest hitter in the history of baseball. Oh yeah, over what thirteen? Yeah. But hey, I, I don't know how you throw that guy out. He was so damn fast. Uh, because he's useless during most of the regular season. True. How's Red Dead so far? Oh, it's good. I haven't played as much as I'd like to, but it's it's definitely good so far. That's good. Um, yeah. That's it for Graphics are, are awesome. Graphics are great. Um, I played on my friend's console. I, I stole a train. It was an adrenaline rush I've never had before. Yeah. It was great. And then I just rode the train around for a couple hours. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to think. Do we have any other sports talk? We went over Hawks. No, we went, we over, went Bears, over everything. Baseball. Hockey might be this week. Maybe next week. I don't know. Yeah, LSU, LSU, Bama. You want to talk about that? Hurt. That yeah, really it was just hurt. bad. That was just a suffocation. They and oh, I, I mean, when when you saw the game, you're like, damn, this is bad. I mean, with how good LSU has looked the entire season, I think that's just a testament of how awesome Bama is. Uh huh. I mean, the, the and especially that home crowd, they looked all jacked up and ready to go that this is going to be the day where they take down Bama and they become they're they're I mean obviously there's Clemson but then they become the top dogs in the SEC but no 30 30 was it 38 39 nothing um just a steamroll it was awful it's fucking nuts like SEC championship they play they're going to be playing Georgia they're going to be double point favorites double yeah, digit favorites. I mean and and rightfully I mean because Georgia lost to LSU I know that's nuts. It's, yeah. but if we're looking in future futures, like Clemson is like the only shot. If you want to bet anyone that's not Bama on a future yeah. national title, there's Oklahoma. If they get there, would just get absolutely murdered. That would yeah. be such a stomping. Um, it would be. I mean, because I mean, it's going to be right now. I mean, the 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 college football playoff looks. I don't want to say set because with, I don't know what's going to happen with the Big Ten because it's I, gonna. I think it's going to come down to that Michigan Ohio State game. I think so too, and I think I think the Big Twelve and I think the the Pac twelve is out. Pac twelve done. Pac twelve is done. And they Notre Dame, big, I think Notre Dame person. takes out Notre Dame takes out the uh, Pac twelve. Or no, yeah, they, they take Pac twelve out. Yeah, ND takes out the Big Twelve. So unless they lose. It would get fucking. It would get freaky if, say, no, let's just say Michigan wins. They win against Ohio State. They go to 
Indianapolis. They go to the Big Ten game, and Northwestern beats them. That would see that's it. not going to happen though. Yeah, they play them pretty. Uh, I guess crazier things have happened. Yeah, but that's a crazy, crazy scenario. I like crazy. That's I mean that if Northwestern beats Michigan in the Big Ten, or if they beat Ohio State, either whoever whoever plays them because. Whoever wins that Michigan Ohio State game is going to end up with one loss, and they're going to be the favorite out of the Big Ten, and probably a favorite to make the playoff. Yeah, and you have see what happens if what happens if Georgia beats Bama in the SEC championship. Bama still gets in. Ooh. Bama still gets in, and then there's no That's... Big Ten team, right? Um, because Georgia, Georgia, you had to put Georgia in yeah. if they were one loss SEC champion. Yeah, there's no Big Ten team. No Big Ten team. That's uh, no Big Ten, no Pac-12. Then there's there's no three of the Power Fives are gone. It would just be SEC and ACC and then independent. That'd be nuts. Oh my god. Yeah, as long this is always if Notre Dame stays undefeated. But it's weird because although it was four or five last week, the rankings are coming out now. I'm not watching TV. Yeah. If Notre Dame has one loss, that's the same as Michigan, and Michigan's loss was in Notre Dame. So like. I don't know if they have like a half game up right now on Michigan. Or yeah, I think I think it, the thing is with Ohio State. If Ohio State loses to Michigan and then ND has that one loss, then ND is going to trump Michigan. Yeah, but if Ohio State beats Michigan and wins the Big Ten, Ohio State's going to trump ND. I don't know an undefeated Notre Dame team right now. Like, no, I'm saying if they lose. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. because yeah. if Notre Dame loses and then Michigan wins the Big Ten. It's a one-loss Michigan team, but ND's one lo- or ND beat Michigan. Yeah. God, this is going to be nuts this down be, the stretch. This will be fun. This, this is going to be this. Yeah, I mean, every year it's very exciting. Yeah, it is. Um, Whereas, I mean, if we were talking right now, or if this was five years ago, we'd be like, okay, Bama, Clemson, everybody else doesn't matter. Well, it now it's just Bama doesn't matter. Although I do think that Bama Clemson game will be that'll be pretty good. Yeah, I mean, it's. What do you think that spread would be if you if you had to guess right now? Probably, I'm gonna say Bama minus six. I yeah, I was saying like I was thinking seven. Um, because LSU had its shots, like it was a close in the first quarter, but eventually, if you just keep putting the ball to Bama at fucking midfield, you're that's you're just not gonna win. There's no shot. No. But Clemson, I think, has a lot more offensive firepower. Where at least. Even if they're not putting up 40, which they won't, they'll move the ball enough to where it's close. It'll be a good game. Yeah. I mean, the down, but down the stretch for the rest of the season, I think the only matchup that, unless there's like some crazy, crazy upset that happens, the only games to look forward to the rest of the year that's going to mean something for the college football playoff is going to be the championship games at Ohio State, Michigan. Uh huh. Unless ND loses to like Syracuse, that'd be funny. A lot of people are picking that upset. Oh uh, yeah, that's what that's flying around a little bit. There's a common common pick for an upset. Uh, but ND looks too good. ND looks very good. But the reason I think Clemson, like, if you want to, they're probably they are. I think the second best team in the country, and you could probably get them for plus two eighty ish right now for mm-hmm. futures. Because they're going to be there. They're going to be in that championship game, I bet. Because I don't see I don't see a team – because I think Clemson would beat Notre Dame, Michigan, you know, any of those other teams. I don't, I don't know about Georgia. I think Georgia might have a shot. Yeah. Um, 
If Georgia didn't do it last year, I don't think they're doing it this year. Where they had the two senior running backs, they had Roquan Smith, like they yeah. had everything going. Like they Bama were a better just, team. They were a better team last year. They were, and then Bama just got a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Like this is so funny. We've been saying since like two thousand eight, two thousand ten. Like if Bama just had a good quarterback, like if Bama had a quarterback, they'd be so good. Oh shit! Now we see what would happen if they actually have that. And now they have the probably the highest. The I think they're he's the odds-on favorite right now to win the Heisman. Oh, he too, definitely though. should win the Heisman, and he played in one fourth quarter. Hmm. Um, is that everything you got for sports wise? Can we get? I think so. Can we get goofy. Yeah, let's get a little goofy. Oh, let's get goofy. So. Explain it to me. I got a medical term. The reason Matt is out for the week. What is tonsillitis? Isn't it? Isn't it? Doesn't your tonsils get very, very swollen? Irritation of the tonsils. Itis means. Oh yeah. Itis means irritation, and then tonsils is your tonsils, obviously. So, irritation is. Matt, is Matt gonna have to? Is Matt gonna have to get them taken out? Um, he says he gets this every winter. So. He, if I was him, I would eventually just get him taken out. If you're gonna get yeah. this every year, we should we should live stream Matt's surgery. We should have an episode where he's high after the surgery. Yes, that that's gonna get off the rails. I should do yeah, because I I still got to get my wisdom teeth pulled. So <laughs> we should all do the same. So I'll we just, should all do that. I'll just moderate it and I'll just let you two go <laughs> wherever it goes. I'm proud of you. So that's that's what tonsillitis is. Yeah, anything with itis um, is. Inflammation, like meningitis. There's a thing in your that are in between your skin and your uh, skull called uh, meninges, and no, they're under your under your skull, in between your skull and your brain. They're called meninges. So when those irritate, it's called meningitis, and that's why it's very like bad because they swell up. That's wow. a little, little medical talk coming from a former nurse, yeah. nurse's aide. Um, but we'll get into the hypothetical for today. If you knew that your team had a rapist or murderer on that team and he was still on the roster, would you still root for the team? This was your idea, Dan. You go first. The answer is yes. Oh, an undoubted yes? No matter Yes, what. it's an That's undoubted a confident yes. yes. It's a confident yes because I've I, all my teams I've been rooting for since I was a young child. I root for the organization. I could understand, I could recognize that a player is a scumbag. I could recognize that they've done. Horrible, horrible things in their life. But I'm never going to turn on the Cubs. I'm never going to turn on the Bears, Bulls, Blackhawks, none of them. I mean, what am I going to do? I'm not going to cheer for another team. Maybe ignore it till that guy's gone? Yeah, just kind of – I just recognize that he's a scumbag and move on and just root for everybody else on the team. I don't know. I, I and, if he hits, and if he hits like a big walk-off home run, I'm just going to cheer. That's it. That's, that's what's going to happen. Mine is if the team say like suspends him or does some disciplinary action where like even they pretend to care. If the team can pretend to care, I can pretend to not not care. So that's all I need. I can't just throw it under the rug. But if the like, team fully embraces us, uh, we don't give a shit. Then it's like, come on, like let's let's try some class here. Like if I had OJ playing, like like OJ playing running back for the Bears, I'd be like, sweet, <laughs> fucking Jews is loose in the Soldier Field. Yeah. I mean, people, I mean, people go, and, I mean, even today, like last year he went to the like Miami bowl game and people were just partying with OJ. Did you see his Halloween costume? No. What was it? He fucking, 
he showed up in a lab coat that said, so he was a doctor, showed up in a lab coat that said gynecologist O.J. Simpson. Oh, my God. This man doesn't give I swear a to God. Literally, that guy, if if something like, if I did something like he did, I would not, I would just stay off the grid, but he literally did the exact opposite. No, he's, he, he literally, he literally came back onto the grid. He was famous for, you know, his murder charges and then went back to jail and then got out of jail and is now famous once again. The man literally wrote a book that said, if I actually did it, if I did it. And then the Goldman's had, uh, like possession or had like copyright, uh, over it because he because lo- he lost the civil suit and then they made it like how how like the book cover it says it just reads i did it and then if is in like the dot of the eye <laughs> so you can't even see if you could barely you have to like look closely to see if it literally just says i did it that's funny as shit <laughs> yeah fuck yeah. But the answer is yes, though, Jake, right? I mean, it's if the clear. Team, if the team pretends to care, I can pretend to just, like, look past it. What if they don't pretend to care? What if they just blow it over? If it's just, like, ah, we don't give a shit, then I, I'm like, guys, what the fuck? Like, what the hell? What's going on? No, it's, I mean, it's still, it's my team. Yeah. Um, I don't think I really have anything else. We did pretty good for us, too. If, if yeah. you guys have been long... Loyal listeners, if you listen to the second episode ever, it was me and Dan, and in my opinion, it's probably the worst episode we've ever done. It was definitely the worst. It episode. was horrible. Um, it was, we were still beginners. We were we were newbies, and uh, it was rough. It was a bad episode. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was it was real bad. Because we just because all we did was just run through the uh, we uh, our, the we AFC. The we AFC. just went ran through the AFC, and that was it. It was boring as fuck. <laughs> it was bad. We hope that this episode is a lot better. Um, yeah, do you have obviously else? bringing on Prinsky helped a lot. Prinsky did help. That was a big boost of morale. And I still kind of want to do the Prinsky bad beat segment. Oh, yeah, we'll have him on again. Or more if he does have a really bad beat, have him tell you or you'll just witness it. He seems like the mm-hmm. type that'll throw a remote through a TV. Oh, yeah, he is. Oh, yeah. But uh, anything else you want to bring up? No, I think I think we, we're clear. So two things you might hear next. You might hear the Hawks interview. You might hear the outro song. If you hear the outro song, then you know there's fucking no Hawks interview this week. So we're going to see what happens. I don't know yet. But uh, if I got nothing else, you got nothing else. Rate, subscribe, retweet, tell a friend, tell your grandmother. And then, uh, yeah. So it's going to show up as Sky. Well, fucking you already know if you're listening. It's Skyline Sports, not Bull under the bleachers. So see you next week. Love you. See you. On cigarettes, my mama think I stank. I got burn holes in my hoodies. All my homies think it's stank. I miss my cocoa butter kisses. I miss my cocoa butter kisses. Cigarettes on cigarettes, my mama think I stank. I got burn holes in my hoodies. All my homies think it's stank. I miss my cocoa butter kisses. I miss my cocoa butter kisses. Okie dokie, alkie, keep it low-key like Thor Lil' Bro, or he'll go blow the loudie. Saudi of Sour Saudi, Wiley up off peyote. 
Wildin' like that coyote If I sip any, any My belly just might be outy Pull up inside a huggy Start skiing, hutch a duggy I just opened up the pack And now we're all as my lucky Tonight she just yelling, fuck me Two weeks she'll be yelling, fuck me Used to like orange cassette tapes With Timmy, Tommy, and Chucky And Chucky, Jesus, pieces, Jesus, pieces Saint Jesus, love me Provising inside my eyes So my grandma would fucking hug me Oh, generation above me I know you still remember me My afro look just like that is Y'all taught me how to go hunting Glam! Cigarettes on cigarettes My mama think I stink I got burn holes in my hoodies All my homies think it's dang I miss my cocoa butter kisses I miss my cocoa butter kisses Cigarettes on cigarettes My mama think I stink I got burn holes in my hoodies All my homies think it's dang I will smoke a little something, but I don't inhale. Everywhere that I go, everywhere they be asked, how's it going? Said it go in. Well, go figure, Victor's light skin. Jesus got me feeling like Colin Pell. All praise to the guy, God knows he's a pro. He's a pro like Colin Tell. Check, check, make, check me, take me to the beverage like you know me well. I mean, normally you see Norma Jean with a ticket with Farmer Phil. But these kids these days, they get so high, burn trees, smoke chlorophyll. Till they can't feel shit, shit, face, face, this 15 hits on this L. Elevated train and the craziest thing got me feeling like Lauren Hill. Miseducated, my dick delegated, rap bill ballot me to said I should have never made it, probably should have been dead or in jail, deadbeat dad, enough of that jazz, asshole absent up in that glass, are we there, yeah, ice cubes in a bone, red brain dead, take a tuck in the past, I think we all addicted, yeah, I think we all addicted, really though, I think we all addicted, yeah, I think we all addicted, Cigarettes on cigarettes, my mama think I stink. I got burn holes in my memories. My homies think it's stink. I miss my cocoa butter kisses. Kisses, kisses. I think we all addicted. Kisses, Cigarettes on cigarettes, my mama think I stink. I got burn holes in my hoodies. All my homies think it's stink. I miss my cocoa butter kisses. I miss my cocoa butter kisses. Hit the paddle with a paddle, pit of two seeds. To be in a jalapia in a goofy. Try hard not to be addicted to a groupie. I ended up on an apple cover in a Gucci. You see, I be still a god, but a goofy. Doobie, flowing up my drugs in a Uzi. That's the dual principle. Sometimes I'ma be about some hope. Sometimes I'ma wanna make a movie. And when it come to rapping fast, I'm the Higgs boson. Yeah. And throw my style freakish, I can still break your body down to five pieces like I did Voltron. Yeah. Cause I'm addicted to the craft and I be off of OG. Know me, I'm the only one can only other go see. What? Never scared of mean spirits, methamphetamine lyrics. Cooling like I'm off a codeine, low key. Don't be so Judgmental, even though I'm reminiscing if I don't know what I miss is I'ma end up figuring out that it's home and my mother and my grandmother Couple but the kisses, this is just a testament to the ones that raised me The ones that I praise and I'm thanking I need them with the chronic all up in my clothes And I wanna get a hug and I can't cause I'm stankin' Never too old for a spankin' Cigarettes on cigarettes, my mama think I stank I got burn holes in my memories My homies think it stank, I miss my cocoa butter kisses Kisses, kisses I think we all addicted Cigarettes on cigarettes, my mama think I stink. I got pearls in my hoodies, all my homies think it stink. I miss my cocoa butter kisses. I miss my cocoa butter kisses.
tell you I was snacking on a blueberry jello that shit was fucking delicious but I I do think blueberry flavored everything or blue raspberry you know tomato tomato I feel like it's underrated people don't give it the respect it needs but I'm a big fan of the blues blue anything really you know but yeah um I really don't have anything else so retweet subscribe see you next week love you bye